Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Good morning. So I am kicking us off here because we are having a special edition, an emergency <laughs> edition of podcasting. Usually we have kind of a set date and we, we try to make sure we can both make it if kids aren't sick and blah, blah, blah. And um, something happened on Friday that I'm still thinking about. And I think I'm still thinking about it because I think I made a lot of mistakes <laughs> in what went down. Um and so I, I think just me coming here and talking with you about it, and as as we, I'm hoping will unfold, I'm sure I'm not the only one in this situation. So I just thought, you know, while it's fresh on my mind, um, kind of uh, dissect out what happened here and see if anyone, including myself, mostly myself, gets some tips out of this <laughs> going forward. Um, so I am the one who called this session of podcasting, which is why, you know, usually I just show up and you guide the conversation. But I had, I made a couple of notes this morning about things that I want to, um, my kind of takeaways. So we're, you know, like every other office, we are always trying to hire and all of that. And so we are coming up on um, one of our front team members is about to go on maternity leave in about a month. And so we're going, should we, you know, should we hire? Can the girls that are already there handle what we have? And the answer is becoming no. And so we were like, okay, let's just post uh, a, a job and see who bites. And if they don't, then we have to figure it out from there. So posted. Um, and, and I think we've had several podcasts over this, like not good results um, at this time. So um, there was one that, that I liked and she responded back and blah, blah, blah. The first time she came to meet us um, was last week and I wasn't in the office, but everybody else had really good things to say about her. And turns out she was um, a high school classmate of one of our really good assistants. And so, of course, I asked her and said, hey, was this girl a troublemaker from what you remember? Was she and the you know, girl in my office was like, no, I mean, I wasn't great friends with her, but she, she's solid, you know, n nothing funny, no funny business that she remembers. Okay. I was like, okay, the culture aspect will be good here because she wants to work here because she knows her old high school classmates very happy here and will be there as a resource for her. Um, everybody else in the office liked her. Seems like she was going to need quite a bit of training for actual tasks, but seemed like she may or may not pick up on that. Fine. Whatever. I'll, I'll kind of highlight this as one being kind of quick to what is it slow to hire quick to fire mm -hmm. so I'll come back to my list of missteps here I think that was misstep number one so I'll sneak peek us on that one spoiler <laughs> alert that was number one I went ahead and so she came I think I don't know maybe on a Wednesday to say hello and meet us and then she came back Friday for a work interview and same thing, I got really good feedback that, you know, she seemed like she was eager and quick and whatever. Um, and so normally you, mm -hmm. Bethany, you talked, you know, you do the hiring, you do all of that. Well, you had already talked to her, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, and um, you, you gave the green light like she didn't seem to have any major red flags. And um, so here we are on Friday after work, it's her and I finally getting a chance to talk. And I was like, in my mind, I was going, 
you know, um, she's available. She's ready to start. And we had this training set up through Scheduling Institute. It's this new hire boot camp, blah, blah, blah. And it was starting on Monday. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to hire this chick. So I'd rather go ahead and hire her now so she doesn't miss the boot camp. So I just said, I mean, I said that to her. I was like, well, normally I don't do the hiring part, so I could be messing some of this up, but we have this boot camp Monday and I, all signs are favorable. So if you want the job, I'll send you a job offer letter over the weekend. She's like, yes, I do. I'll be here Monday. There you go. You know, the week went okay. Then this past week in Texas, um, we had ice storms. So we were closed the whole week pretty much. Well, something happened on Friday. By the end of Friday, you and I met for a meeting and I just kind of was like, these couple of things have happened and I don't think she's going to work out long term. Mm-hmm. And so I proceeded to um, fire her. So I would love for listeners to hear. Yes. So what happened on Friday that was kind of the icing on the cake. But also, I think this is really helpful for people who when they bring somebody on and they start to notice red flags or things that they don't things that just sit wrong with them about the candidate, maybe describing what some of those were for you and why they were worth your attention. So I think some of the mistakes that maybe happened with her would be really helpful for our listeners to hear. Okay. And I, and, and I agree. I think part of me though goes, is this going to make me look like a crazy person? Like in this, in this market now where we're all struggling to bring somebody on and to find somebody, did I, I guess that's one of my questions that I was hoping to kind of talk through here and maybe make peace with myself to go, was I being too picky? Was I being too, um, which you weren't based on your office culture. So I do want to talk about that because the examples, when you explain them, to any other person may seem like, well, those are really like minor things. But I think based on the culture in your practice and the dynamics that are right now happening, I think it was still the right decision. So, okay. So I'm going to have you come back to that and and explain. So let me just give these examples and then you tell me. And um, anyway, so I think even just first off, when I'm going back and forth with her, the way we do our meeting and our all of that, I kind of, it's a little different. So I texted her and said, well, you know, we either can do a meet and greet, and this is the point of that, or we could go ahead and do a work interview, and here's the pros and cons of that. And she replies back, and, and she, so whatever she said, she's like, yeah, you know, the meet and greet sounds good, whatever she said. and then But then she comes back with, so what am I coming in for? And I was like, huh? We, ju- we just had, like, this whole back and forth. And it's one thing if I'm just, like, sending you all this stuff on text, but you acknowledged what I was sending you. And so then to come back and have a question, it's almost like our patients when we're like, oh, you've got this hole in your tooth. You need a filling. Okay. Okay. And then at the end, they're like, but what are we going to do about this black spot? Can you take this off my tooth? And you're like, what? Like, we just talked about it. It's a hole. It's a cavity. It needs to be filled. Like you nodded. You said, yes, you, you agreed. Anyway, that's how I kind of felt in this text exchange. I think I even said that to you. I was like, man, I'm already picking on her, but I just feel like, she may not be the brightest bulb because we literally just had this back and forth. And now the question you're asking me makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Already, like in my mind, that's where I'm going with this yeah. going. If you couldn't understand this concept that I thought was pretty clear, worst case, maybe it was very clear to me and I'm a poor communicator. Yeah. And so my communication style didn't match yours. But that's where I start thinking like you're going to be in the front 
answering a bunch of phone calls, being the kind of liaison, which means you have to really listen well to know. And our office is busy. And, you know, it's like this kid needs to come back for sedation or they may want IV or they may want this. And then we got to go to see the orthodontist. So there's a lot of moving parts and it's coming very quick. And so I guess that to me was like, uh oh, if you're going to be one that you're going to be kind of left on your own up at the front Mm -hmm. and clearly connecting the dots for whatever reason is going to be slower. (sighs) So, you know, like in the back when it happens, there's enough ears. The doctors are back there. The hygienists are back there to kind of go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not at all. Mm -hmm. That's not what we meant by that. And you can see the train going off the rails at the front. Who knows? So anyway, that was one minor red flag. So... Friday when I, you know, it's Friday afternoon, three o'clock, whatever time it is. And I'm like, okay, so if you can come on Monday, that would be great because I think we had IV cases all day Monday, but then this training was supposed to start at like noon. So I think I said, well, it would be good for you to come see IV. I I honestly don't even know what I said to her, Mm -hmm. Um, but I said something and we conveyed a time and I said, come at this time and you'll blah, 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 blah. So my next interaction with her is on... um, well, then we sent an email that said, sign this letter, get it back to us. And I think she had to ask somebody like, oh, am I supposed to sign that? Yeah. It says in the email, sign, sign. and return. Mm-hmm. So minor little flag number two. Um, then Monday, and again, I'm stressed out. Like it's IV day. We had six or seven cases. It was a big day for us. And weather's about to start getting bad. We don't know when, you know, well, let's just focus on IV day. 5.57 a.m., I get a text from her. Hi, Dr. Kuba. By the way, Kuba, C-U-B-A. My name is K-U-B-A. It's four damn letters. Like, just, you know, like it's four damn letters. Um, fine, whatever. Um, but so again, that to me, am I being picky? Yes, but attention to detail. It's one thing if you haven't met me before, but you've been to my office. You've been on our website. I've texted you back and forth, Dr. Kuba. So to me, that little attention to detail does matter because, again, you're going to be up on your own with the front, sending texts to patients, sending correspondence to different referring doctors. And the four letters, you couldn't get all four of them. Like, that's <laughs> kind of odd to me. Like, you had a 50-50 choice, a C or a K. You picked the wrong one. Like, you know, um, maybe you're just unlucky. I don't know. So... <laughs> anyway, so do- hi, Dr. Kuba, whatever, like, I-, I can get over that. But what time was I supposed to be there again? Was it eight slash nine? And I just, I gotta tell you, it just flew all over me in that moment. I was like, bleep, 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 you know, like, are you bleeping? Are you kidding me? 557 on Monday morning, you are texting the boss on your first day, eight slash nine? Like, <laughs> We just talked about this Friday afternoon. It's not like it's been three weeks. Right. And even if it had, you should write that nonsense down. That should have gone in your calendar. Yeah. I got to babysit you and hold your hand. You're not 16 or 14. My 10-year-old could have gotten that. Like, she's, what, 25, 26, something yeah. like that. So I just already was like, I kind of want to tell her not to come in. Yeah. Like, I felt that strongly about it because I was like, if you need this much energy from me that you don't know what time to arrive on your first day. And by the way, it's Monday at 557. You could, if you forgot, you couldn't text me at noon on Saturday, 7 p.m. on Sunday. You're going to wait till 557 on Monday. Like just a lot of that just really did not sit well. And I was like, I don't like the way this is starting whatsoever. Honestly, like I would have 
If I was in her shoes, I would have shown my butt up at 7 a.m. and just sat in the parking lot and had a book and watched other people go in and then go in and be like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I'll go sit in my car again. I would not. The last thing I would have done is text the boss with the wrong name. This name spelled wrong. With a, with a question that doesn't even make sense. Right. What, what time am I supposed to show up? Eight slash nine. Well, that's not a question either. Right. right. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Whether we start at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Like, so eight slash nine. So I just, again, I might, to a lot of you guys, I may sound like the meanest bee in the world. But to me, like, common sense matters. And this is clear lack of common sense at the very least. Um, but I just kind of said... I really don't remember. Why don't you come at nine? I don't remember what I told you. I've got other things to think about. Like, I don't know. Um, And so anyway, so she rolls in whatever time she rolled in. And I think everything was fine and all of that. Tuesday, we printed off a lot of like new hire stuff, which my hygienist who's acting as my office manager right now. Yes, y'all heard that right. So I'm paying hygiene fees for her to be the office manager to get this girl onboarded. I think over the weekend, she'd already sent her like stuff to do her paperwork, whatever. And had said, I need these couple of forms, bring them with you Monday. And then Monday, she ended up printing off a lot of papers for this girl and said, hey, I need you to get this stuff to me. So I don't know. Let's be fair and say we didn't ask her to bring anything on Monday, but there's a good chance we did. Yes. But let's assume we didn't because it happened so fast and whatever. Um, So anyway, Tuesday... Uh, I'm walking by and I can just see my hygienist kind of shaking her head. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I told her you need to come Tuesday with these forms filled out and ready to go. I can't let you work unless you do. And the girl says to her, oh, I don't know where, where that stuff is. Can you print it for me again? So in less than 24 hours, we give you a packet on Monday telling you to fill it out Monday night and bring it Tuesday. And on Tuesday, you don't even know where the packet is. So then you fast forward to last Monday. That's when snowstorm stuff was kind of starting. We decided early on we were going to be closed Tuesday and Wednesday because that was going to be pretty solid. I think there were two that finally on Thursday, we were like, okay, we're going to open Friday because it was supposed to warm up and no more precipitation, whatever. Well, Even school districts, I want to say four school districts in our area, my kids included, your kids included, I believe, or maybe y'all were already going to be closed. But bottom line, no, you said yours was a definitive closure. Ours, we get a message at like 5 p.m. saying schools are going to start late at 10 a.m. And then we get a message three hours later that schools are going to be closed the next day. So mind you, that's never happened that I know of. All these districts are wiffle waffling, like that's bizarre. But... There's a lot of chaos then for everybody trying to decision make, like, should we be open? Should we start late? What should we do? Blah, 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 blah. And we, I said early on, I was like, we are going to start at normal time. Mm-hmm. And that was at like five-ish. So this is, again, where people are thinking their kids are going to go a little bit later and then your kids are going to be home. So I, I just need you to keep me informed of what you're going to do. Right. But I had two and new hire was one of them. And then an existing one was the other one. Basically, Friday morning, I get a text at six o'clock from one other front desk person. So now talking about this new hire, um, come to find that she messages the hygienist at 630 and says, oh, I have a flat tire. I think we need to do a whole separate podcast for <laughs> assistance. 
the stuff we don't believe because all of you recycled these same bad excuses. Like, I don't... How many people do you know that get a flat tire every morning? Like, Or discover it at 6 a.m. Yeah. 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 So, um, so she has a flat tire and my dad is coming to help me fix it. Okay. What does that mean? Right. You're coming as soon as you can. I just don't believe you right now. Yeah. I'd much rather you say, I'm not comfortable driving in this or... Whatever, but you threw out the flat tire bit and I don't believe you. So that's already annoying. Then she follows it up with a text at 7.30. Right. Or an hour later. So it was 6.30, 7.30 or 6 and 7, whatever it was. And proceeds to say, well, my tire's fixed. My dad fixed it. But um, I forgot to mention, she literally uses those words. I forgot to mention before that I've had a fever since yesterday. What? Yeah. Like, if you're going to lie... And I'm 101 now. I'm 101 now. Yeah. So, first of all, did we all just wake up yesterday? Like, (laughs) come on. I forgot to mention. If you're going to lie, then at least lie very well. (laughs) Like, I have no respect for a poor liar. Like, you better take a picture of the thermometer and you're vomiting in the bucket. I don't know, but... Or just stick with the original lie, stick which was with the, the original flat tire. lie. Yes, stick with the original lie. And my dad didn't have the right tools, or the yeah. donut's not working, or my dad has a flat tire and he couldn't get here. Why don't you just follow it up with that? <laughs> you know, like that at least would fit the theme. And I know you were lying there. I forgot to mention in my last message. Okay, so if you had a fever. Why do we care if you have a flat tire? <laughs> like, you're not going to come at six o'clock if you have a fever, right? So, like, God, so I wanted to fire her just for the lack of common sense again. You're a bad liar. <laughs> like, no, ma'am. Like, you, you couldn't even put forth an effort to come up with a better lie to fool gotta, me with. You got to be intelligent enough to force good lies to yes. happen. <laughs> you have to take some effort. That is zero effort on your part. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't like the lack of common sense there. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That was grounds for firing for me. And so <laughs> Become a better liar. That is yes. your takeaway. That's your takeaway. Spend some effort into that lie. <laughs> try. You gotta try at something. You failed. <laughs> Poor execution of your lie. I have no respect for that whatsoever. <laughs> Um, okay. So I was like, I I've had it. And then I didn't actually look at the text. You read them to me yes. later. But when we met later, I was like, I just don't, I don't like this. I wanted to let her go the minute she texted me at five fifty seven, mm-hmm. And I'm just, and I think it was just that day. It was such a tough day. Last Friday It was such a tough day. We were sh- so shorthanded, so many patients, so much stuff going on. And I think I was just exhausted. And so I was like, Hey, Bethany, you know, talking about this one and you pulled up the text and then it, so it was, it was not even just, what was the rest of the text? Do you remember? Like, um, yeah, basically it said, you know, I failed to mention that I've been running a fever for a few days is actually what she said. And I'm one Oh one now. Is it still okay to come in? Um, and of course, poor, which I am seeing the screenshot of your hygienist responding, which I know she's in the middle of patient care at this point. So her, she's having to respond to this person and I'm looking at the time of the responses and I'm frustrated because I'm like, she should be with patients right now. And instead she's having to tell somebody, she's having to answer a stupid question about, oh, I'm running fever right now. It's okay to come, right? 
Like that's such a dumb. First of all, we know it. We know it's a lie. Second of all, now you're taking up the hygienist time away from patient care to respond. Um, and so your hygienist responded, you know, no, don't come. And she was like, oh, do I do I need to go see the doctor? Is what the new hire asked. Once again, dumb question. Why why are you asking a dumb question? of this hygienist who's supposed to be involved in in patient care. To me, it showed you have no picture of what's going on right now. No care in the world. No concept. It's all about you. It's all about you. Do I need to go see the doctor? So then... What are we, your parent? Do I I need to go see her? I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. Your hygienist said, um, no, you know, you don't need to. But if you go, it'd be good to send a note, uh, a doctor's note, Um, You know, we work with kids and compromised health. It's never a good idea to come to work sick, you know. So that was kind of her response. And then that was that. But the whole exchange, first of all, we know like, okay, flat tire was probably a lie. Now she's following it up with another lie. But now also you're asking dumb questions to our hygienist who it's a slam packed day because a lot of staff or a few staff members didn't come in. And this hygienist is having to take time away to answer dumb questions, which is probably connected to a lie anyway. So you're probably not sick and you're asking, do I need to go to a doctor? You're just wasting time at that point. So the text message exchange irritated me. I didn't even know all of the um, examples that you just mentioned, all of the red flags. I hadn't even known all of those just yet until we got together. I was just frustrated by the text message. And so for me, just let's assume it wasn't a jam-packed day. Let's assume the hygienist was just sitting and typing in notes or I don't know. Um, And let's assume the flat tire wasn't there. Like just in and of itself on its own to have a 26-year-old grown woman asking, do I need to go to the doctor? Right. Well, should I get a note? Well, should I? Like, just that alone is so irritating to me because I'm like, again, you're not self-sufficient. You're not, like, you need a lot of, is this for attention? Are we supposed to go, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I bring you soup? Like, what is that what I'm supposed to do here? Like, I don't have time for the coddling. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess to me, I just go without all of the rest. Just that in and of itself, you need so much handholding, kind of like, the whole, what time do I need to be here today? Mm-hmm. I do not have time to hold your hand. And maybe that's what you're talking about, the culture in my practice. But we've got stuff to do. We are hiring you to make our jobs easier. And you just keep coming back with, oh, can you just print it again for me? Yeah. Are you deranged? <laughs> like, that's our ink. That's our paper. That's part of overhead. Like, And the hygienist time to print it again. And the hygienist time. And you have no sense of shame or embarrassment to even ask. Like... That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. So all of those things to me just said, again, I, I kind of project that forward and go, okay, so now when I need you to do something for a patient, is this going to be about you? Well, and I think this is where it comes back to culture. So when when we got together and, you know, we talked about the text message ex- exchange from Friday, but then when you add all of the other things in, we, we have to start drawing conclusions about somebody. And I think it's right and it's good, even in the client that we're in, it's right and good to draw those conclusions quickly. I'm not saying be hasty in your judgment. I'm not saying fabricate something that's not there. I'm saying clearly look at the facts and what do we see? Okay, 
negative trend with this new hire is clear. And the negative trend is I think about things last minute. I communicate about things last minute. And we can that in a one week period of time, we had that proven with the, am I supposed to come at eight slash nine? Um, and oh, by the way, I'm also sick. You know, let me text you at six o'clock about my flat tire. And oh, by the way, I'm also sick. So last minute things. Or showing up to work Tuesday without the packet filled out and that we're having to ask you about the packet we just gave you yesterday. Yeah. Like that means you took no care to go to take this seriously yep. that this is what I need to fill out. At the very least, you're not listening. Like exactly. the hygienist is saying, I need you to fill this out. And you just kind of went. Yeah. Well, well, and I would say to me, so last not being prepared. And then I would say on that particular note, to me, it's that again, that lack of attention to detail. So we've got your name misspelled. We've got you're supposed to fill this paperwork out and bring it back. And I didn't. You're supposed to sign this letter. You're supposed to sign the offer letter. Uh, you're supposed to pay attention to the time that the doctor told you to show up. Initially, the day the day that y'all are having a conversation about your schedule a few days late, uh, two days later. So just overall lack of attention to detail. And I think the word that we kept using on Friday was professionalism, that there's a certain level of professionalism that we do expect from your team members. And I think you are clear with that, those expectations, and you also Yes. Do you give grace? Absolutely. There's grace extended, but the expectations are made known and your team knows what to do for the most part. So we've got somebody who naturally doesn't have that character trait and she's got other character traits like lack of attention to detail and last minute thinking. And I would say too, just overall lack of awareness of how her actions are impacting others. So once you combine all of those things in, then you start asking the question, okay, is it going to be worth our time to invest in this person? Is this, Are these trainable skills if we'll just give her time? So that's the first question. Second question is, do we have the time to give it to her? And do we have the energy? Do and we want energy. to? Do we want to spend yes. the time? Yeah. Yes. And to me, both, I knew both of those were no. Like, is she, is she, is this a trainable, coachable thing? I don't think so, in all honesty. And and when we talked on Friday, I am one of the worst at saying you should fire somebody. It is my last resort. I'm like, we really need to train, coach. We need to have some more sessions, like give her time. I am very much on that side of you found somebody that's going to show up to work, maybe. <laughs> and they're, they're, it's a warm body. And in this environment, you need a warm body. So I tend to be more that way now. I wasn't that way before pandemic. But with this particular case, I was like, cut it, like, let's cut it and move on because there were so many red flags. And to me, they all traced back to a character that I didn't feel like would be successful in your practice. I didn't feel like it was trainable. The fact that we would have to say, hey, don't text questions last minute. Be prepared ahead of time. Hey, show up having done what you were supposed to do. To me, those are foundational things. Those are not trainable things. And if you don't have that, 
first of all, I don't think it's trainable. But second of all, we don't have the time or the energy to train on that right now. You've been through, your team has been through a lot of onboarding and training right now with different people. We're already stretched a little bit thin in that category. And now to have to bring somebody on where we're training on real basic levels of professionalism, it's just not. And the person I thought about too is your hygienist who is handling some of those management tasks. Good Lord, if we throw somebody at her like that, where she is literally managing more of a childlike mentality, it would push her over the edge. And to me, it's not worth that. Right. Um, So all of the above. And it's Mm -hmm. good. I mean, I'm glad to hear you remind me of that because this whole weekend now I've felt like, you know, the gum on the bottom of the shoe, like I was a big moron for letting her go. But that's exactly that sums up why. Um, And again, I think the other thing to keep in mind is if she was going to be like the sterilization tech in the practice, different story. Fine. You're going to be the hygiene assistant. Fine. Like it's still annoying as anything, but the attention to detail doesn't really matter. Like in sterile, it does. Like you don't want to put a handpiece in the thing, in the, you know, ultrasonic. But I think those kinds of things you could probably train her on. But the you're going to be at the front desk, front and center. And in my practice, it's a big spot to be in. Like it's, it's important that you can text properly without a typo. It's important that you can. And I just, when I'm not seeing dots connecting, um, and we already have other people that we're training in the front mm-hmm. that, you know, we're still trying to teach a lot of skills to, but at least they come in with those foundational skills. And they've got the drive. There is a drive to learn. So even though there's some frustrating things that can be happening with both of those ladies, there is a real commitment to that position. And if we're already seeing a lack of commitment from this lady, then that's going to be very frustrating to try to train somebody that really can't show doesn't know when to show up, forgot to bring her hiring paperwork, which was made clear to her. I know that it was. And then you're going to make up lies last minute to get out of work. Like that just, I mean, she lasted, what, a week, a week and a half? And te- I mean, technically it was two weeks, but really it was a week because mm-hmm. that this last week we were only there half day Monday mm-hmm. and then half day Friday of which, you know, her flat tire. So yeah, really we had a week. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the actual firing because I think this is where maybe I made some mistakes. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you'll tell me I didn't, whatever. So I was like, Hey, can we just call it a day? Like she's basically been here a week. Like, can we just, and you were like, yeah, I think like, I guess you decided. And I was like, well, I'll just, cause normally I have you do all the firings and things mm-hmm. like that. And in my mind, I was like, eh, this girl's barely been there a week. We haven't even seen her face this week since early Monday. So how vested is she in this? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to take it upon myself to, to text her. Um, bad idea <laughs> going forward. Maybe I should never text again, but I don't know. Cause again, I feel like she, there was so little investment from her. Um, and it was to me when you're not even two weeks in due to, I say, I mean like you're, you're not invested, invested as an employee, um, And so I agree with you. Most terminations, I would say, need to happen with a voice. You know, over the phone is fine. Um, In person is fine. There's risks to both of those. In this particular case, I felt absolutely fine with you sending a text. And it, it wasn't like, you're fired via text message. It simply said, hey, thanks so much for giving us a try. So it... 
I felt like it made sense. There was very little time invested from this lady. But okay. she didn't like so it. That, so that makes me feel a little bit better because to me, I was like, well, all of our interactions really for the hiring part was done mostly over text. Yes. This is a generation that does a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, would, would I normally be the first one to text? I think just in that moment, I was like, what are we going to do? Let her go the whole weekend, bring her in Monday and be like, oh, no you're sense. a dummy for not you know like all of these things you we don't we feel like you lied like what do i have concrete to show poor performance i don't even know performance we're not even that far along mm-hmm. so these are all like soft things that i'm now going this is an indication of how you are going to perform in the future and i don't like it it doesn't fit with what i want and i don't want to spend the time and energy on you how am i supposed to tell you that live right or then do i pund it to you and say hey bethany call and fire this one well it's the same thing now what are you going to say to her on the phone and i'm sure you would have figured it out you would have just said oh it just doesn't seem like the right fit and you would have made up stuff but Mm -hmm. still to me it was just like it seemed like the easiest way to nip it in the bud without having to be rude to her right. and tear her down or make ourselves look like, you know, we were tearing her apart. Um, so we did. Yeah. I said, you know, uh, just wanted you to know we're not going to, you know, proceed with your probationary period. Thanks for giving us a try. Now, I try to put myself in her shoes now and go, yeah, rejection doesn't feel good. And yeah, you're going, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Which is what she replied back. She said, hey, you know, can you just like, I didn't see this coming. Can you tell me like what happened? So then you and I sat there and hemmed and hawed for a while. Like, how do we respond? Do I tell you, I think you're a liar? <laughs> or do a I say, I that. think you, yeah, bad liar. You put no effort into your lie. I don't appreciate that. Like I deserve more of your <laughs> of your creativity. Um, do I say, uh, you know, you don't know how to show up on time? Like, wh- what am I supposed yeah. to say at that point to her? Other than I just had this feeling that you're not the right fit. Yeah. Um, so I did end up giving her a couple of examples. I gave her these examples. I was like, you know, it, it just never sat well that you texted me that morning. I wish you would have sorted that out before. We had to follow up on paperwork with you. We had to follow up on this call with you. And it just seems like you're going to require a lot more of our time to onboard. And we don't really have the the time. I said it a little nicer than that. I let you read it before I sent it to make sure I wasn't passive aggressive. I felt like it was very clear. And, but again, at the same time, it was these few things. And I think you even said, you know, independently, none of these is a, an egregious error. Just all of these collectively show that we are going to need more time and we don't really have that kind of time to invest in you right now. So I felt like it was very clear, very professional. Um, and she asked for the reasons you gave the reasons, uh, and they, they were not fabricated reasons. They were the exact examples we've just talked about in this episode. Um, so, yeah. So her response back at one point was like, she sent two texts back later that evening. And so you could just tell, I mean, like I probably ruined her evening, obviously. And I guess that's common sense on my part that obviously I'm going to, but again, I just didn't think she was that invested. Like we haven't even met for a week. So, um, so that's me being a dummy. Um, and she replied back with like, oh, well, I was just double checking the time. Like the, I, you know, basically like I was good to double check what time I was supposed to be there. And the paperwork got put on somebody's desk. <sighs> Again, no accountability, no accountability. Or no problem solving. Her yeah. her problem, her solve, uh, solution to that problem was, oh, just have the hygienist print it again. Yeah. And then she said whatever she, oh, and then I'm getting penalized for being sick for a day and... 
And then that was followed up with kind of a semi-nasty text later in the evening, too. Um, Which, you know, again, I don't fault her for any of that. Like, you know, she's upset and she has a right to be upset. She just got fired over text. I understand her reaction to it, but I still feel very strongly that we made the right decision. Because, and I think for our listeners, your new employees have to fit into the culture of your office and in the culture of your particular office there are just stuff like this never goes well i think when there has to be this level of babysitting or clarifying little details that are kind of common sense that i i can look back over the years and those people don't make it yeah so we either stress ourselves out for three to six months where we try to make it work for this person and then we're still frustrated or we cut the tie quickly and that's what we did in this particular case with this new employee and I think it was the right decision Um, so I think for every practice they've got to kind of figure out what are going to be the make or break things like from a management standpoint if I'm overseeing employees What are the things that are going to constantly drive me crazy? And I think if we know ourselves well enough, we will know what those things are. And then if a new employee comes on board and they are exhibiting the exact things that drive you crazy, like with this lady, I'm I'm telling you, this young lady hit every, (laughs) every bad. Cuba button. I mean, like it, she, it was like, wow, with precision, she hit the buttons that she really should not have hit. And to me, that's just Yes, we made a call quickly, but when you've hit every button in the first week of your employment, that does not look good for you. And we're going to be banging our heads against the wall trying to conform you into a culture that you aren't naturally good at. And so I would say it's really important for practice owners to figure out what are my hot buttons. Like if an employee hits this, it doesn't mean that we fire them right away. That's not what I'm suggesting. But with a new employee in particular, if they come on board... And they naturally do things that just are going to drive you crazy long term. My my philosophy is cut it early. And this is that quick to fire, slow to hire, quick to fire. So in this case, I was fast to hire and fast to fire. You got you got fifty percent. You yeah. were you were yeah. swinging fifty percent on that one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and and to your point. Um, you know, it had only been a week. And usually some of these people that can come in and they irritate you and they irritate you a little bit here and there. Like you said, this one just happened to like hit just the right buttons in, in sequence. But a lot of times they have, they hide under the radar a little bit longer before those are revealed. And they typically, hopefully, usually do some good things that you're like, oh my God, these things drive me crazy. But oh, wow, you are performing well. And in her case, she didn't have the opportunity to show me that. And this is where, again, then I was hemming and hawing Friday night, Saturday, going, damn it, was I too rash? Because everybody liked her. Yeah. And so that's hard to find. Now I'm like, did everybody like you, though, because it was so early on? But eventually you would have driven them crazy with all of these things. And I think that's probably true. I think the second thing that I I think about, like, going back is... is, um, that's some of what we're frustrated with with some of the current employees that hit under the radar that now we're finding like you don't have attention to detail here your common sense is missing there your and it's like to bring on a whole nother one into that bunch like we need the opposite of that yeah. and so part of me is like okay well we've got three friendly people 
but then we're like really struggling with some of these common sense issues, maybe we need kind of a mean person that can come in and like get the job done. Right. Um, but I did hem and haw over the weekend going, oh my gosh, the only person I listened to was myself and the one manager who was annoyed at the text on Friday and who was annoyed with the paperwork. Mm-hmm. But I didn't listen to anybody else on the team. So yeah. that's one thing that I would say was probably a misstep on my part. Would it have changed the outcome? I don't know. But I didn't get any other information to try to be in the backup boat for her. Right. Like what was going to balance the things that were irritating me? And I probably possibly should have sought that information. That from Maybe them. not for this particular case, but in general, I think that's one thing that... I need to remind myself because by Friday I was not, it's like when they say, you know, going to the grocery store when you're hungry, you're just going to eat all this stuff. Like that was me. I was already in a bad mood. I was already exhausted. In all honesty, even if it would have been, okay, pause and think about this, I think it would have ended up, okay, well then you're sending the text on Sunday or I'm calling her on Sunday. I think you still would have come to the same conclusion. You may have felt differently about it because you took a moment to pause. You might've felt more confident or, hey, I sought some feedback, and the feedback was neutral at best. And so I, I feel affirmed in this decision. Um, so I think there may not – the only thing that would have changed maybe is you wouldn't have felt the regret afterwards. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe argue with you on that just a little bit. Um, not argue, but add to – I don't know. I think if I hadn't sent it on Friday, she probably would be coming to work tomorrow. And I'm going to say that because then I probably would have, A, fizzled off of – the intensity, we would have dragged this out and Mm -hmm. then people would have liked her and I would have stayed frustrated. So that's where I think this whole weekend and why yesterday I was like, can we talk about this? Maybe Mm -hmm. we just podcast it because I'm going, maybe I was too rash. I don't know. Hearing you say now that these are character flaws that we were going to try to put a square into a round hole. Yeah. I I feel better about the decision now. Well, and to me, if that would have fizzled out, over the weekend as you as you gained information then again maybe i'm maybe we're both wrong maybe we totally misjudged this person but i think all of the things combined into such a short period of time were were red flags that we really should have attended to and so then i think you asked the question should i have waited and gained more information if it meant that you were possibly most likely going to be in the same boat two months from now, just more frustrated, well, then I'm glad you did it in that yeah. moment because it means that it just it cut that tie faster. Because I definitely think there's, you know, one or two employees even on your team now that you had these initial gut feelings about them and you still have those same gut feelings and they kind of irritate you. And you're just like, oh, they drive me crazy. Now... Thankfully, over time, there's been enough positive that they bring that you can justify, okay, well, I'm just going to have to put up with that person driving me crazy. And maybe this new employee would have done the same. Maybe over the next few months, she would have gained enough pleasant qualities about her that she was worth keeping. But I just keep coming back to, is it worth it to have another irritating person on the team? And to me, all of these things were character traits that we were probably going to see repeating in different ways throughout her employment. And I I still feel strongly that you made the right decision. So you don't know this, um, but yesterday I started to fabricate a reply back. I almost replied back because I didn't reply back to her, you know, semi-nasty messages Friday evening. But yesterday I started a reply back and I was like, hey, good morning. I didn't mean to upset you. 
but really it's kind of about timing. I could just tell you would need more help from us and we're just at a point where I don't have a manager. And so to do all the follow-up with employees, I just, and I came so close to that. I was like, I'm just going to hit send. And then I was like, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to send this to Bethany to see, but I know what Bethany's going to say. So I'm not just going to hit send anyway. <laughs> like I'm, I'm having this conversation in my own head, like a crazy person all morning yesterday. And then ultimately I was like, what is that going to do? Like, is it going to bring more closure for her? Right. Like, is she going to sit and go, yeah, I kind of do need to be followed up a lot. Yeah. I kind of was, you know, like, no, she's never going to. So I'm like, you know, again, it is what it is. And for, and I do think it is about the timing. Like yeah. she, I, I don't, cause then you go back and say, well, was it a stupid decision to hire her? Well, I don't think it was a stupid decision to hire her, even quickly. I don't right. think so because we did see a lot of good things that we liked. I think this just boils back down to the timing. If I had stronger people in my office that I didn't have to already be doing so much babysitting with, then this one come in and we all babysit her and then get her up to speed. And then right. she irritates us, but she produces some good things. And I think she had every capability of, of being a contributing member in some way. Right now we're dealing with so many other babies. Like I didn't need one more infant in the room. Yeah. Like I don't have the bandwidth for that. So did I miss out on a potentially good hire? It's very possible. I did. Yeah. It's very possible. If anybody needs a front desk person, you want this girl's number. <laughs> I mean, she'll be a star in somebody's office just if you have a little time to babysit. Just make sure you text her all the times you need her to be in the office. And maybe don't just text it. Maybe leave her a voicemail, too, because she doesn't always read, you know. Yeah. So maybe just send the taxi to go get her. And Yeah. On that yeah. note, just don't call her. It's, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for chatting, chatting through it with me. Hopefully... Just hearing somebody walk through the process really close. I mean, this is two days after the termination and you're still kind of working through the details. So hopefully that's helpful for all of those who have struggled through this before. Once again, you're not alone. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone. But we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.